morning, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, it's good to see a big crowd up here. Um, Ryan uh, Jorgensen is here to preach this morning, so why don't you come on up, Ryan? I'm going to talk a little bit about him. And um, Sure, I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. I mean, it might not even I'm just playing. Um, so uh, Ryan, Holly, Abram, Josiah, and Nevaeh are their uh, kids, and and they've got a, a lot of the faces that are unfamiliar to you here are uh, everybody that's going and supporting them uh, planning over at Fruit Cove Middle School. So <laughs> we've all just come from there, which is awesome for us to see God's kingdom continuing to move in St. John's County. Um, and so we've just been, uh, you know, Ryan and, and Holly and their family came by while we were there and and uh, we're like, hi, you want to go join the church? He's like, no, I want to plant. <laughs> so, um, so it's been awesome. We've gotten to know each other a little bit, had coffee a few times. And, and, you know, some of you may be aware or not, but we've been basically, uh, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? So we've been uh, addition and supporting them with um, a lot of our portable church stuff and, and trying to just help them out and do what we can. Absolutely. And so... And so, you know, um, we also want to continue to support them, right? And probably the biggest way we can support them, definitely the biggest way, is by prayer. And in fact, that's exactly what uh, Ryan's going to be preaching on this morning. So uh, it's awesome to have you up here. Thank you so much. They're just some background. They're from Indiana. He pastored there, and then they planned a church in Iowa uh, and led there for five years. And then he's been over at, they've been over at CFC for the last two and a half years. Um, and so now this is the, the next move. So I'll let you talk more specifics about the launch and stuff, but I would just encourage all of us, like this is, this is an awesome opportunity for us to support them and encourage them. And so, you know, feel free to say hi. Let me just offer you one thing. This is a little bit weird, but if you're a guest here and, uh, you know, you're not, you're not with, with their, their gaggle, their friends, please identify yourself to us because I'd like to be able to, you know, continue to connect you. And, and likewise, if we're like, hey, you know, can you write down your info? If you're like, yeah, we're, we're here for Ryan and, and the rest of the church plan at Fruco, that's fine. Just identify it. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, but I'm Jonathan. I'm one of the pastors here and, um, it's so good to, uh, to have you guys up here. So I'll get out of your way and, uh, have fun bringing the word, brother. All right. Thank All right. you so much, uh -huh. brother. Thank you guys. Hey, good morning, everyone. How are you? Good, good so far. We're uh, pressing on through a global pandemic, but we're going to continue to seek Jesus. And for those that are in this room, it's really good to be together in the name of Christ. For those online, we love you guys, and we're, we're glad that you're tuning in now as well to continue to worship here at the crossing. And I just do want to say it on behalf of our core group, there's a number of us here with uh, our church, Salvation Church. Um, Thank you, Pastor Jonathan. Thank you for the, your elder team. Thank you to you, your wife, you know, the wife. Thank you to all of you here. You guys have been uh, such an evidence of, of Jesus' prayer in John 17 that we would be one in Christ and that we would work together to advance the good news of Jesus Christ. And you guys, in your prayers for us, uh, I cannot say enough thank yous and for your generosity. And I know it does serve you because you've been getting more space as you got rid of stuff, but it is truly serving us and helping bless us with the portable church equipment that you guys have given to us and discounted to us and so forth. So thank you so much 
And also a thank you uh, for uh, sharing the pulpit, and um, I know that's a, a big deal in general. And then when, when uh, Pastor Jonathan uh, talked to me a couple months about it ago, and uh, he's like, yeah, so I think you're the first not, like, person outside of our church. I'm thinking, I really feel pressure now. I, but I guess it can't get any worse than what I'm going to do if I guess if I'm, if I'm the first one. So, um, but yeah, so Ryan Jorgensen, again, is my name, my wife Holly here, our family's here, my son Josiah here. We got a couple kids in there hopefully behaving well and, and learning about Jesus with your kids' ministry. And then we have a number of our core group members. I want you guys to just raise your hands there. That way you can see who they are. And then, and then there you go. Okay, we're all around the room here. So um, yeah, God, God has been growing our church. I think we have a slide here. And you guys think, I never confirmed this. You guys are doing slides back there, right? I don't have to click anything. Okay, great. So um, yeah, Salvation Church, that's the name of our church. And we are launching by God's grace uh, October 3rd with worship services and kids' ministries and college-age ministry and student ministries and the whole works and everything on that date. And we are there in the Fruit Cove Middle School. You guys are so familiar with that, aren't you? And um, I know you, you know how to really pray for us, right? Of <laughs> all the fun, portable church uh, side of things. But we are so thankful for uh, that opening up with you guys, we're, we're thankful you guys have been blessed here at the crossing, and now we're able to meet there, and uh, we do relish your prayers as we, uh, as we get ready to launch and, and so forth. So, um, all right, well, I think that's uh, what I want to say there, and we're going to dive into God's Word, but I'd like to pray just one more time, if you don't mind. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we just come before you. We bow our hearts before you this morning, and we want to hear a message from you, Lord. We don't want to go through motions and ruts and just where we're Christian and we go to church or we tune on online and, and just kind of check it off a box, God. We want to be changed by you more and more every day. And today is no different. We want to hear your word and we want to be doers of it for your glory, God, and for our good. And so we welcome you, Holy Spirit. You've already shown up here in a powerful way already as we've lifted you up in song. And God, would you show up in a powerful way through your word once again. In the name of Jesus, we all say together, amen? Amen, amen. amen. All right. Well, um, yeah, I loved it a couple months ago, like I said, when Pastor Jonathan had said, hey, we're going to be uh, really early on in a, in a series uh, looking at how can we best connect with our creator, God, through what we call church disciplines, spiritual disciplines. That's a different one, sorry, <laughs> church discipline. Spiritual disciplines and, um, and spiritual practices. You can tell I, I'm a little rusty. I haven't done this. I'm like itching. It might go really long. I think you said I had two hours today. Okay, good. I might do three. I might do three. What was that? Plus or minus 30 minutes. Plus or minus 30 minutes. Okay. And everybody online just clicked off. No, don't click off. Okay. So, um, but I'm really excited about, you know, when I heard that, I was like, yes, because, you know, God has so much in store for us, guys. Does he not? And he wants to be close to us, and he wants to use us. And so he's given us these beautiful practices that we can do. And so last week, you guys uh, started off looking at how to connect with the Lord more through his word. And now we're going to look today on a subject. You already kind of spoiled the thunder a little bit, but it's very, very unfamiliar term, you know, prayer. <laughs> right? So I get to do prayer. Now, right now, please do not mentally check out. Okay, because I don't even know if I've ever met a person on the planet, and I've been around the world, that if I threw out prayer, they didn't have an idea what prayer was. It's a very familiar term. Are we doing it? Do we know what it is? And so forth. That's another question. But don't mentally check out because, um, you know, as I've worked on this, part of my job, if you will, over the last so many weeks is, God, would you help me to, to not just know it and not just be living it myself, starting there, right? But also help me to know how to communicate 
this very familiar subject of prayer in a way that is engaging and, and keep our attention, but even more, that will inspire and challenge us to actually do it more starting today. Amen? Right? And that's what we want to do. And so don't mentally check out with me. Um, but here we go. We're going to look in God's Word in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. So turn your Bibles there if you could. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. This is God. He's written through an, uh, an apostle called, Pro, uh, sorry, called Paul. And um, he is speaking to some Christians in a city in Greece called Thessalonica. It's what we call the letter of 1 Thessalonians. And he's telling them some ways that they can connect with him and some ways they can glorify him. And so we're going to jump in on 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. And so uh, look at that with me there. Verse 16 says, rejoice always. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. And verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, we read all three of those verses to try to get a little bit more of the context, but I want to focus on just one verse in that. I want to look at verse 17. That's the one we're going to drill down on today. It's only three words. In fact, we're going to do something kind of impossible, some people might think, but we're going to memorize a verse. All of us right now, even online, 20 seconds, we're going to memorize a verse, okay? It's going to be 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. And so as anything, and if there's any teachers in the room, you know what I'm talking about. Repetition, repetition is how we get things stuck in our head. Okay, so we're going to say it together. Are you ready? Pray without ceasing. Ready? Let's do it again. Pray without ceasing. One more time. Pray without ceasing. Now it's your turn. Ready? You just memorize the verse. Give each other a high five right now. Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that. So don't, don't you ever say to Pastor Jonathan and the elders, and so forth, I can't memorize scripture because they're all going to look back at August 22nd. And they're going to be like, no, you all memorized the verse right there, right? So I don't know about you. I'm a slow learner. So I'm thankful God like broke some things down really simple, right? And so you start with verses like this, but pray, pray without ceasing. Now, what in the world does that mean? It means pray all the time. How about that? I know some brains are just big, right? It's just, it's, it's very simple, right? But it's pray all the time. You see, if we want to please God, if we want to connect with God, here's one way. We can pray, and we not just pray, but pray often. Pray without ceasing, without stopping. Pray all the time. So we're going to spend the rest of our sermon breaking down this verse. I think that's about as deep as, but, of an expositional sermon as you can be when you got a three-word verse and we're going to break it down. That's the whole sermon, okay? Three words. We're going to break it down. We got two main points today. Here's the first thing. God, what do you want me to do? He wants us to pray. That's, that's it right there. He wants us to pray. And so as we talk about prayer, we need to figure it out. What is it? How does it work? And so forth. So here's, here's prayer. Here's the definition. Prayer is talking with God. Prayer is talking to God. That's all it is. It's just one human or a group of humans communicating with their creator, God. That, that's what it is. That's what prayer is. Even, even singing songs up here is prayer. It's just put to music. Amen to that, right? But it's, it's just talking with God. It's not rocket science here. And uh, I know, I know some, some, you, um, this concept of praying and talking to God is, is going to be really easy for you because you have what I would call the gift of gab. Like you can carry on conversations with walls. Okay, right now, all of us are thinking about some individuals like that, right? Like, not too long ago, I was talking to someone, and they, they said they have conversations with their plants. So, so here's the thing, like, is that some, some just communicating, talking, and so forth, it just, it just comes natural, it's easy, and prayer is going to be an easy practice for you. Others, it might be a little harder, 
Maybe some of you right now are thinking, wait a second, God's invisible. I can't see him. How do I talk to someone who I can't even see? And isn't God in heaven? You know, and we're down here and God's there. And how does this work? And, and so forth. Well, the answer is this, is that we can actually talk to God, even though he is invisible, even though he is in heaven. And this is part of the fruit and the benefits and the blessing of what we call the good news of Jesus Christ. Okay, so God the Father is invisible. God the Father is in heaven. But God is not just God the Father. God is the triune God, right? He's three persons in one God, three persons, one God. And so we have God the Father, we have God the Son, Jesus, and we have God the Holy Spirit. And so here's what's beautiful is that when someone uh, believes in Jesus Christ, his death, his resurrection, when they give their life to him and repent of their sins, that we get what we call born again. Well, what happens is God, the Holy Spirit, he then comes and lives inside of every one of us. Let me share with you what Jesus said about that in uh, John 14, 17. He says, even the spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you, talking about born again believers, you know him for he dwells with you and will be what? In you. You see that? Now he's talking about the very near future, which you and I now live in that future. You see, if you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, if you have believed in him and repented of your sins, you're my brother and sister in Christ. And what that means is we're born again. God, the Holy Spirit came and lived inside of every one of us. So when we talk to God, not only is it having to travel through to heaven and so forth, he's literally right here, right? Another way to put it is he is everywhere, but he's also very near. He's so near, he's literally living inside of us, you see? Now, before we move on, even talking more about prayer, let me just pause right now, if you don't mind. You know, we never want to assume that everybody hearing in a room like this, watching online and so forth, that everybody's born again. You know, maybe, maybe you're here today, or you're watching, and you know for sure, you're like, I'm not a Christian yet, but I'm seeking, I'm wondering, I'm, we're really, really glad you came today. And we're really glad that you're tuning in if you're online. And, and, but we don't want you to stay there. This offer, this gift of forgiveness, this gift of the Holy Spirit coming and living inside of us is for every person. The offer is for you. And so would you just make sure that you give your life to Jesus Christ? He will change you forever. And the Holy Spirit, when he comes inside, I'm telling you, it is a journey. And so come talk to Pastor Jonathan, talk to one of the leaders, someone, me, whoever. Do not leave today without having the Holy Spirit with you as well, okay? And so prayer, we can talk to God. He's invisible, but he's right here inside of us. Now, why do we pray? Why do we pray? Well, you know, when I was thinking about that, what reminded me, you guys maybe ever heard of where Jesus, we call the Lord's Prayer. His disciples came to him and they asked him, so Jesus, teach us how to pray. How's this work? And, and in that prayer, he said something like this, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in what? Help me out, Crossing. In heaven, right? On earth as it is in heaven. Uh, he wants to bring heaven down to earth is what he's saying. In other words, prayer is the means by which God brings the work of heaven into this world, okay? It, 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 the idea I have is this, is that prayer is like the key to open the door of heaven here on earth, okay? I was thinking about this, trying to plan ahead. There's no door here, but, you know, you can see a door there, there, door there, you know? So it's like this idea that you, you need to have a key, but let's just take that door back there, if you will. Let's say on the other side of that door is heaven. 
On the other side of that door is all the beauty and the goodness and the life-changing power and God and, and all of that is heaven, right? And we're over here on this side. We're in this jacked up, messed up world because we're all jacked up and messed up as well, right? And we need, if we could just get that door cracked open, then God and all his power and his goodness can come inside here, begin to really shake things up, amen? That we need heaven here on earth. And Jesus is saying the key, you wanna see that happen in your life? Pray. That's the key, pray. Ask for it. Prayer is the key. Another image that I had in mind as I think about this, I think I have that picture right there. I love those kinds of pictures. I love that when you're out and it's daytime, but there's thick overcast and all of a sudden there's an opening that happens in the rays of sun. It doesn't matter how dark it was down there, but if you're in those rays of that sun, it lights up everything, doesn't it? And that's the idea of what prayer is like. It's like opening the heavens into this world. I don't know about you, but there's so many times I'm sitting there and I'm starting to worry or be concerned about something. I'm like, oh, I really need, need this to change. And then the Holy Spirit just lovingly challenges me. Hey, Ryan, are you actually praying for it? Right? Like, oh, you know, usually it's a, no, I'm not, Lord, and thank you for that reminder, right? And I need to go start praying for it. And I know I'm not the only one that has those times. You see, guys, we need to see God render the heavens, don't we? I mean, right now, even think about your own life, right? It all starts with us. What's a stronghold in our life? What's something that we're addicted to? What's something that just keeps coming back or just seems so big, too strong, too whatever it is that we can't change it on our own? And you know what the reality is? We probably can't change it on our own, but we need God to come and do a miracle from the heavens in our life, don't we? And then we think about those in our lives around us, family members who who even though they've heard the gospel so forth, they are just rejecting the gospel. They, they need to be saved. They need the spiritual uh, scales taken off the eyes to be saved. And there's nothing we can do to really change that other than live the gospel and share the gospel. We need to see God do a miracle of salvation in people's lives and our, around us. We have people struggling with physical problems. There's nothing the doctors can do now and so forth. We need to see God do something about that. And so if we, what we need to see then is we need to see God come and do powerful work in our lives. And he's saying prayer is the key. And so the question is, are we praying? And the challenge is we need to be praying, amen? Are we praying for these things? And so we see what prayer is. We see why, we, uh, we see the why, we, 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 we see how it's kind of done and so forth. But now let me just get really practical. Uh, you know, because you might say, okay, what, what, what exactly do we say in our prayers and so forth? Um, you know, some people really get in this idea where it's got to be like a, a, a formula. It's got to be, you know, these exact words all the time and so forth. And, you know, but, but really it, it, it isn't. When you look at the scriptures, you see examples of prayer, real prayers people said, and then it's recorded for us. You, you see Jesus teach a prayer, but it wasn't a formula as if we have to say the Lord's Prayer exactly that way all the time. And to be honest, if we're sitting there thinking, well, it's got to be the exact way, well, then I would say you need to memorize it in the Aramaic that he said it, or at least in the Greek where it's written. You see what I'm saying? It's not those things, guys. It, like I said, going back to the simple definition of prayer, it's just talking with God. And you know what? He made all the languages. He knows them all. I was actually just talking to my young kids about this this morning and uh, just talking about the languages and so forth. He made them all. And so he wants to just hear us just talk to him. 
And so let me give you some, uh, about four different uh, categories of things, though, when we pray. Generally speaking, these are good to, to include in our, in our prayers. First is this. It's acknowledge God as God. Right? Spend a, it can literally be one sentence, but it, it's healthy. And again, don't, don't think like, I got to go through these every time, but they're healthy to do. And, and even in this order, if you want to, but it's really healthy to just, as you open a prayer, just like, God, you are, you are a good God. God, you are the omnipotent God, which is all powerful. You can go through all the omnis, right? Omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, everywhere, all the time. Um, you see, actually, what I love is that you guys started with learning God's word, you know, look, talking about that last week, because the more we learn God's word, the more we learn about his characteristics and who he is. And now when we go pray, now we know about more of those things we can throw out in worship to him, can't we? You know, and so you just start like, God, you're, you, are, you are the good father. God, you are um, majestic. God, you are just and, and perfect. God, you see what I'm saying? And you just throw that out there and worship him as you open a prayer. I think of Hannah in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 2. She starts praying, and this is just recorded, but literally what she said. She said, there's none, like, none holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you. There is no rock like our God. And that's just the start of a prayer. And then she goes on and, and so forth. And so I just encourage and challenge us when we pray. Just start with just something. God, this is why you're amazing, right? This is who you are. Well, then after we acknowledge him as God, a good rule of thumb is now we, we, we can thank him for specific blessings in our lives. We have a lot of blessings in our lives. I don't even know a lot of you, but I know that you have a lot of blessings in your lives, amen? Because God is the God who gives blessings to this whole world. Every person that has breath in our lungs has a blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You see what I'm saying? It's the smallest things that are blessings from the Lord. But I'll tell you this, uh, I, I, this is where I start, and I, I strongly encourage and challenge you to do the same thing. It's a, it's a rare prayer for me that I don't in some way, shape, or form thank him for my salvation, right? If you are saved today, if you have believed in Jesus, repented of your sins, then, then it is so healthy to regularly in our prayers, no matter what the prayers are about, you know, even just when Jonathan and I were praying earlier, he, he just praised the Lord. You know, we're praying for the service, but it's like, it just, it just needs to come out. Because if we stop praising God for what it took for Jesus to, to offer salvation, and if we ever stop praising God and thanking him for opening our eyes, that we actually got the good news and received it, you know, like, then what will happen is we grow numb to the gospel. And it stops moving us to tears, right? And then, which means we're not going to be sharing with other people either. You see what I'm saying? And so it's really healthy, guys, as we think about when we pray, just bring it out. Lord, I just want to thank you again so much. I am so unworthy. I am such a wretched sinner. But you would die for me? Thank you so much, Jesus. Right? And that's just our salvation. <laughs> and then we go to, like I said, anything and everything in our lives. Every breath is a gift. Every family member that's with us is a gift. Every vehicle that sort of drives is a gift, anything, right? You see what I'm saying? I love this. Holly and I have been trying to disciple our kids through their lives and, 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 and you know, teach them, like, okay, so here's some ideas of prayer, especially when they were younger, of, of thanking, thanking him for things. You know, what do we thank him for? Well, you know, giving them ideas. And it's really funny, though. You know, kids are just, I love kids. And they say the darnest things. And uh, I remember, you know, sometimes when my daughter's like, you know, we're all praying as a family, and she's like, 
Jesus, thank you so much that my brothers were not mean to me today as they're sitting right there, you know, <laughs> you know, those things. And, um, you know, what are some other ones? Like, yeah, I remember one time my son's like, Jesus, thank you that daddy didn't stay too long after church to talk to people today. You know, yeah, I'm, you know, I just love those kids. And you see what I'm saying? Like, just, just thank God for everything. Literally, you know, you ever sit there, you hear about these people that can pray for hours and stuff, I guarantee Sometimes the way you want to learn how to do that, just start going through and just praise and praise and thank and thank and thank. It's amazing how much it goes, right? Because here's the thing. God is worthy of all of our thanksgiving, amen? All right, here's the third thing of what we can do in our prayer now. And, you know, and you're like, well, we're finally there. But here it is, asking for needs. Now, you can even do wants. There's scripture for that. But definitely focus on needs, at least, right? We have a lot of needs in our lives. I'll never forget, again, my daughter, she's eight now, but when she was four, there was this time I was sitting on my sofa chair in my living room, and, she, you know, it was just out of place. Like, she just walks over, doesn't even say what she's doing. She just crawls up onto my lap as I'm sitting on the chair. She cuddles in, and she looks up at me like this, and she's like, Daddy, I love you. And I'm like, whatever you want, it's yours. Like, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, and this is how God works. Like, sometimes we don't realize. We, some of us, honestly, like, we need to rethink who God is. God is. God is that just judge who will judge the world, no doubt about it. And sometimes we need to say that more, okay? But he's also our Abba Daddy. And he loves us intimately. And he loves to hear us come and talk to him in general and to ask him for things, Right? And he loves to have us do that. And so just feel free to go to him. And he wants us to ask him. And, and in fact, he even says elsewhere in James chapter 4, verse 2, he says that you do not have because you do not ask. Right? Now, again, that's not a thing saying just asking. It'll always be done because you have to remember this. Okay? When, we, when I'm talking about this, okay, he's saying I want you to ask, but we always remember this. He is that good Perfect father who knows what's best for us. And God forbid if I ever gave my kids everything they asked for. You see what I'm saying? And, and so he wants us to ask, but, and he will give as long as it's in his will. And he loves to hear us ask for things. Now, here's another thought about asking for things as we go to him. And is this, think about this. When we ask him for things, he can actually help especially those heavy, hard trials of pain, sorrow, grief, whatever it is that looks impossible, that is probably impossible for you and I to actually fix, he can actually help. My wife and I were, were watching a show last week or so. It's two characters, a guy and a girl. Girl gets poisoned. She's dying. She's in her arms, in his arms. And he's like, just say it with me. Just say everything's going to be okay. Just say it with me. Everything's going to be okay. And I'm sitting there going, this is the dumbest stuff. Like, who makes this stuff? Like, as if saying that was somehow going to suck the poison out of her body, and she's going to live. Like, it's like, what, what is that? That's not helping anything, right? You think about this. When we pray, I'm going to get honest today. Sometimes, and I've prayed for things in the recesses of my heart. I honestly, sometimes are thinking God's not really going to do this, right? I'm just, like, saying words because I know I need to pray about it. You see what I'm saying? But here's the reality. God can actually answer our prayers. Now, again, it's his will if he will, but he actually can. I mean, think about it. We are, we are talking to the creator who created everything ex nihilo out of nothing. He didn't even lift a finger 
to create anything that we see, the planets, the stars, the, down to the microscopic things. He literally just said it and it happened. We're, we're talking to the God who, if you're saved today, you are a walking miracle that you are saved. Amen? Like, I have such a hard heart, the fact that God could change me. So when I ask him to change anybody else's life, or again, even change my life to become more like him, he's already shown me clear evidence that he is way more capable than I even think he is. Amen to that? And so, guys, when we pray, don't go into it doubting. He can do it if it's his will. Amen. Praise God. All right. Well, now some of us might be thinking this. Okay, I get it. We can talk to God. Thank you. Learning a lot of things, really challenging, really inspiring, and so forth. But can, can God actually talk back to, to me? Right? Is this just like a one-way, you know, telephone, completely silent on the other end all the time kind of thing? But guys, it is really fun to be able to say, no, actually, God can't talk back to us. Now, will it be audible? Probably not. Usually not his main way to do it. He has, although, done that many times in history. Moses, burning bush, God's talking audibly, I mean, so forth, so forth. Uh, nothing in Scripture says he wouldn't still audibly talk today, okay? But it's not the normal way. Let me give you a couple ways that it does seem like God does talk, though. Um, one is, is uh, actually modeled, taught even, if you will, to something that God did with the prophet Elijah. Maybe you've heard of this story, but either way, it's, it's 1 Kings 19, and I'll just tell it. He, he, he audibly talks to Elijah, and he says, hey, I want to talk to you more. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to go up to a mountain. And the mountain was actually Mount Sinai. And so Elijah goes up to the mountain. He's waiting for God to talk to him. And then it says that this mighty wind comes through so strong it, like, takes rocks and starts, you know, they fall, and they, they're breaking open. So a very strong wind. He's on, up high on a mountain. And um, he's waiting for the voice, and it literally says, and God, God says, like, in his, he is not in the, speaking through the, the mighty wind. Well, then all of a sudden, an earthquake happens. Same thing. Rocks are falling, clashing, so forth. Very loud, big. God's not in the earthquake. And then a fire somehow erupts on the side of the mountain. Big, loud, whatever. And God's like, he's not in the fire. And then all of a sudden, really that's when God began to talk, along with the thumping of the kids on the other side of the wall. <laughs> if you're online, you didn't hear that, but there are kids here, and they're being discipled. It's awesome. So, but you see what I'm saying? Like, and, and here's what God was, was really saying to us. His, he loves to talk quietly, which means what? We need to listen, Right? It's kind of, kind of like the next point here, right? We need to listen. Like we have all these things we're telling him, we're praising him, we're thanking him, we're, we're asking him. But there's a time in our prayer, it's really healthy, guys, that we just stop. Like to be honest, I love, um, um, you know, worship here and the worship team that at the end of that song, it's like, you know what? We're going to kind of get quiet a little bit more. Let the, let the Lord maybe speak to us right now, right? There's a point of where God loves to, to talk more quietly to us. And I'll put it this way, this way, the best way I can define it. Like I said, if it's not audible, which it could be, but it's very rare, it's impressions on the heart and on the mind, right? It's impressions on the mind, mind and the heart where all of a sudden something just pops in there and you didn't know that, you know, it wasn't there. And you're like, well, that's out like left field. Yeah, it's called the left field of God. You know, God, God is starting all of a sudden to tell us something, to, to show us something and speak to us, right? And so 
Um, I'll never forget, and don't hear, hear me clearly. I'm not saying this happens every time I pray and all that. The key here is this, is that we give him the opportunity if he wants to speak to us in that still, quiet voice, right? That we listen and just stop and just, I'm going to sit here for a couple minutes, God. If you want to speak to me, feel free, right? Um, but there was this one time in 2012, and uh, we're uh, living in Chicagoland. Um, we are going to plant a church, but we didn't know where. And so I'm praying for like at least an hour uh, by this point saying, God, where do you want us to go? And there was a specific city and in, in state and so forth uh, that was presented. I'm praying over that place for like an hour. And all of a sudden, there's no other way to put it. All of a sudden, Des Moines, Iowa popped in my head. I'm like, I, Des Moines, Iowa, I think it's west somewhere. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like it just pops in my head out of nowhere in prayer. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to like push that fleeting thought away. What is that, you know, praying? Des Moines, Des Moines, Des Moines. I couldn't get it out of my head. For the rest of the hours I was praying that night. A week later, I'm meeting with the leaders of that church planning movement. I said, Ryan, we want you to pray about something. We have a core group of people in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. And I just lit up like this. And they're like, what are you smiling about? I'm like, well, let me tell you what happened a week ago. And the rest is history. And God used us to plant a church. And we had zero doubt that that's exactly what God wants us to do. Now, again, let me make this clear. He doesn't always speak that way, Okay but he can, and sometimes maybe we're missing it if we're not listening, you see? And so let, let us make sure we spend some time listening to the Lord. Now, here's another way that God speaks to us, and I would say this is probably the, the most common way he speaks to us. And again, I love it that you guys just did this, uh, focus on this last week, but it's through the Bible. God loves to speak to us through uh, the Bible. Crossing, help me out. There's another term we use for the Bible. starts with the W, the what of God, the Word of God. Now think about that. The Word. He, the words of God. He's already spoken, right, through prophets and apostles, written them on these books. But Hebrews 4, verse 12 says, for the Word of God is what? Living and active. So the pages and the words in this, guys, listen, if you're like new to Christianity and so forth, like this is not just some book that, that was written a long time ago and so forth, but like God literally still speaks to us through the word of God. It's actually why we spend so much time in sermons, for instance, in services, because he is working and speaking through. This is why it's so helpful when we tie our disciplines or practices of uh, reading the word of God and praying together in the, around the same time. I mean, how many of us, we're reading, you know, praying maybe or so forth, and then we open the word of God, and then all of a sudden we're like, whoa, God just like completely spoke to me through his word right now. Anybody had that happen before? Right? And so that is one of the main ways that God does speak to us is through the word of God. So that's the first point of two points. Don't worry, the second one's faster. Don't worry. Pray. What's the second point? Pray without ceasing. There's our verse. Pray without ceasing. Again, what does ceasing mean? Uh, it's just a, I told my kids this morning, the younger ones, like ceasing is just a fancy word for stop, okay? So pray without stopping. Pray all the time. Uh, God elsewhere in Ephesians 6, 18 said it this way, pray all, all times in the spirit. Now, even like that, again, with my kids, it was funny because at first I said, yeah, so it means we need to pray all the time. And I love it. My eight-year-old daughter's like, so how do we like survive if, we don't, if we're always praying, we don't get to eat, we don't get to sleep, you know, right? So what does that look like? I can tell you what it doesn't look like. I, I prayed one time this week. Moving on, right? What it, what it can look like is this. 
You wake up in the morning. God, I want to thank you for today. Thanks for, I got another day of life. Go on, so forth. Of course, if you have a concentrated time with the Lord and his word and prayer, hopefully good prayer going on in that time. But then also, you know, like every time you pray, every time you eat, it was modeled by Jesus. Great time to stop and just talk to God in prayer, right? God, thank you for this food and so forth. Drive into work. God, thank you. Love you. Uh, God, forgive that person for cutting me off. Um, lots, of, lots of prayer going on, right? Uh, God, help me in my heart. And, um, and uh, you see what I'm saying? Like, and it's just through the day. That's, that's what it looks like to pray without ceasing. Pray all the time. All right? So let me give you then a couple reasons why we can tell from the scriptures why not just to pray, but pray without ceasing. Pray all the time. Here's one. The more we pray, the more intimate with God we will be. Right? The more we pray, the more intimate with God we will be. I would hope and pray is my assumption, is that the majority of us in the room, majority of those watching online, that, that you would say, you know what, I want to be as close to God as I can possibly be. Especially, I'll tell you this, when you're born again, and again, you start relishing and remembering what it took for us to be born again and saved. I want to be as close to my Lord and Savior as I can possibly be, right? And so what he's saying is, if you want to be as close to the Lord as possible, pray, and don't just pray once in a while, pray all the time. The more we pray, the more intimate with the Lord we will be. You know, for me personally, some of my, my favorite times throughout a day is every time I get to communicate with my wife and with my kids. You know, in the morning, hey, good morning, guys, how you doing, you know, so forth. Um, any messages I get from them, I love, ev- all, I love all their messages. You know, even my younger kids now, they're into texting stuff. And even my youngest, my youngest child now, it's uh, usually it's um, a bunch of poop head emojis and then ha ha ha's, right? But I, I got to learn, got to teach her some more beyond that. But like, but you know what? I even love those. Why? Because I love my family and I love the constant communication that I'm with them, with them, right? You see, that's how the father is with us. He loves to hear us, not just talk to him once in a while. He loves to hear us talk to him all the time all the time. You know, sometimes I'll hear people say, I wish I was closer to God. And, and I've learned that I'll, I'll quickly ask and say, how much are you praying? And a lot of times it's not much. Well, start there. It's amazing how much we just start to get close to the Lord the more we pray. Another way to put it is this way. Think about, think about someone who you really look up to in the faith, someone who seems to be on fire for Christ. I can guarantee they probably have a pretty strong prayer life where they're praying a lot through the day, through the weeks, and so forth. It just goes hand in hand. And so that's one reason we want to pray without ceasing, because we get more intimate with the Lord. Here's a second reason why, is that the more we pray, the more we will, be, uh, we will see God bring heaven to earth. Again, I hope and pray that all of us agree that we want to see God bring heaven to earth. And so he's saying, I want you to pray, and I want you to pray a lot for that. In fact, what you learn in Scripture is that the Lord... Uh, a lot of times wants us to pray often for the same thing over a long period of time before he might choose to actually answer it. Did you know that? Like there was a time when the disciples went out, Jesus tells, tells them, go heal in my name, go cast out demons in my name in Mark chapter 19, nine, sorry, nine. And they come back and they say, we couldn't cast out this one demon. And he says, well, yeah, some of these things are gonna take a lot of prayer over a lot of time. Now, here's the question. Is that because this, this demon specifically were too powerful for God to just like get him out like that? Not at all. Again, we're talking about the omnipotent God who can do anything he wants and he will do everything he wants in the end and he will end it all once and for all. Glory to God. I can't wait for that day. Jesus, come back now. Okay? But until then, 
Until then, he chooses sometimes to not, if it's his will to answer it in the end, sometimes it's not, okay? But sometimes he's going to answer it, but he wants you and I to pray a lot over a long period of time. And the reasons why that we can tell in the scriptures is that one, it creates a dependence on, of us on him and he loves it when we're there in that place of dependence. Second, he's teaching us perseverance and persistence as well. These are things he's doing in our hearts. Third, he's got his own timeline of things as well, right? But the point is he is saying, pray, pray all the time, keep praying for the same things, etc. Allow me to share as we get close to ending here. Let me share with you one of the most amazing stories that I've ever experienced. Where it was the Lord's will to answer a prayer, but it took a long time of praying to see the answer to it. There was a, a brother in Christ of mine named Seth. This was back 10 so plus years ago. I was the pastor of college age and young adults of a church. And this Seth was in his young 20s. He had just gotten out of the Marines. But he had got radically saved. He's on fire for Jesus. He's, you know, becoming a leader in, in our ministry. We're reaching young adults for Christ. Amazing ride. And then sadly, one day, I, I learned that he's living a double life. He's addicted to some sins. And, and I lovingly talked to him about it. And he just says to me, he's like, yeah, basically, he said it this way. It's like, I know the trash stinks, but I just don't want to take it out. I want my sin. And, and it was just, it was heart-wrenching. And um, he went his way, and that was it. Seven years of praying for Seth. Seven years of no contact. Seven years, by this point, seven years later, I'm now living, I was in Indiana then, I'm living in Iowa. I, I got a whole different life now, you know, like all this kind of stuff. But once in a while, I'm praying for him, I'm, I'm thinking of him, I'm, I'm lifting him to the Lord. Seven years later, I remember the day when I opened my Facebook up and a Facebook message pops up from Seth. I'm thinking, oh man, what's this going to be about? Allow me to read for you what he wrote. First off, I'm not even sure that you were aware, but I've been harboring resentment towards you for the way our relationship came to a close. I made excuses and placed blame, fully knowing that it was me that was in the wrong. I told myself that you were wrong for asking me to step down from leadership, thus leading me to my decline and depravity. I've come to understand by God's grace that you are just doing what the Bible calls us, through love, and went down a very dark and lonely path for the last several years. When I came to realize just how far I had traveled away from God, I started to feel like there was no return. I've since opened my heart and my mind to God, and I'm now back on the path to righteousness again, only by the grace of God Almighty. On Monday night, I woke up at 3 a.m. and I couldn't sleep. The book of Romans was placed on my heart, so I got up and I started to read. I read all of Romans, and boy, did God speak to me. I continued into 1 Corinthians, and after I read chapter 5, my heart broke. I praise God now that you are faithful and loving. I feel closer to the Lord now more than ever and truly believe that you were put in my life for this purpose. Be encouraged, brother. I love you. And I pray God will continue to hold you and your family close to his heart. Pray without 
speaking. Don't ever give up on anybody as long as they have breath in their lungs. And let's trust the Lord to, to rend the heavens and bring heaven to this earth in our lives. So let me get really practical if you don't mind. Because I'm all about, we don't want to be hearers of the words, right? We want to be a doer of the word of God. We need to pray, and we need to pray more. And all of us, if we're going to be honest, we need to do it more, right? So here's some really practical ways in the life of the Crossing Church and really encourage and challenge you. I would love to hear that the volume of these things go up because of what God did here today on August 27th, or 2nd. And one of those is this, is you may not know, but there's these green cards over here on this table over here, in Jesus' name, about prayer cards. Not only does the Lord love to hear us pray to him regularly, he loves it also when multiple people are praying for the same thing, right? And so this is a great opportunity. Take advantage of these cards because there's a prayer team that will confidentially pray over your request. And so I would love to hear that more and more of these are starting to be used over there to have these prayer requests lifted to the Lord. Here's the other thing is, is that there's a team of people that are praying over those cards confidentially. And so... Uh, I would love to hear this. More people jumped on because that's how the Holy Spirit led you and challenged you to, to pray more is to join that prayer team. And so there's these orange cards over there somewhere. And uh, I think back that way called Let's Do This. And you can mark and so forth and just put something like you want to do the prayer team. And uh, they'll get you all hooked up into that. Uh, also made up on your seats there, just a reminder. I know how it is, how uh, I got such a forgetful mind. And so I thought, okay, what's here? Where's a reminder for us today just to keep praying through the day? Put this maybe on your dashboard or your vehicle, in your mirror of your house, wherever you think it's going to help you remember to keep praying to the Lord. And finally, I'd love to just pray over you. If you don't mind, would you all just think about it, starting with your own life? Maybe it's something in your life where you need to see God do a miracle in your life. Or maybe it's in someone else's life in your, around you, a coworker, a family member, a friend, a neighbor. And I'd love to pray for you right now for that, okay? Let's just pray.